Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? This is Jesse Cass of the LMU Basketball Podcast, and you're listening on LA's number one sports podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Once again, welcome into the show, everybody. A brand new episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Cass, and as always, very excited to have you here on this brand new episode where the LMU season continues as they continue to play well in advance in the Roman College Basketball Invitational. The Lions up to 22 wins on the year, one of the best marks in program history, and they will be playing in the semifinals tonight as we record this against South Florida, recording here from Tampa Bay, Florida where the LMU Lions are taking on South Florida in the semifinals. If they are to win, they would go on to play DePaul in a best-out-of-three series. So we wanted to get this episode up just in time before that game. Uh, And we have a very good guest, LMU uh, strength coach. Uh, He's done a great job this season. He's worked as the strength coach and the sports performance coordinator for LMU for several of their programs, including, of course, men's basketball, women's basketball, volleyball, uh, tennis, uh, really up and down, uh, a lot of sports for the Lions. So the sports performance coordinator, Jordan Alcantar, uh, will be our guest here this week. He has a really great perspective, travels with the team as well, uh, and knows the guys very well. So really good conversation with him. Before we get there, wanted to quickly go over how the Lions got to the semifinal against South Florida. Uh, they started out their CBI tournament. We heard last week they were going to take on Cal Baptist. That game was a thriller, a 56-55 one-point win on the road for the Lions, and uh, they got it done despite shooting just 37%, a game-winning old-fashioned three-point play from Matias Markison. He led the team in that ballgame with 13 points, including that three-point play. It was one of three Lions in double figures and allowed them to come away with a win, and as indicative by the score, a one-point win in the 50s, they held Cal Baptist just 32%, and the Lancers, a very good three-point shooting team, only shot 32% from downtown as well. So that allowed LMU to advance and get a home game in the Roman College Basketball Invitational. Another chance for a couple of the Lions seniors to get a chance on the Gerson Pavilion floor one more time. And they did very well. And kind of contrast to that first game, the Lions offense was on fire. They ended up finishing 49%, but hit nine three-pointers. They had four players in double figures, led by James Bateman, who had 21 points and five assists. Uh, but also Quintana, Markison, and Zafir Williams all scored in double figures as well. So it was a a really fantastic performance for the Lions, uh, and they were able to get the win over Brown and advance to this spot in the semifinals as they are now in Tampa, Florida, as we mentioned, we're recording this one here now. So with all that known, the Lions advance, and they're getting ready to keep this postseason thing rolling. So with that, we want to give you our conversation with LMU Sports Performance Coordinator and Strength Coach for the men's basketball team, Jordan Alcantar here on the LMU Basketball Podcast. I'm now joined by my guest here on the LMU Basketball Podcast, LMU Sports Performance Coordinator uh, for the Strength and Conditioning Program with LMU Athletics, Jordan Alcantar. Jordan, thanks for, uh, for coming on the podcast. Of course. Pumped to be here. Yeah, so uh, you've obviously been with uh, with LMU for a couple of years now, but this is your, your first year going full-time with the men's basketball program. Yep. Um, what lets you be coming to the men's basketball program, and, and what's your first year been like so far? 
Well, fortunately, uh, Patrick Dixon was the coordinator before, and he stepped down, and um, he's now with a different company. So he started to integrate me into working with the team uh, when he had to travel for um, conferences or what have you. He had me cover to sort of get my face out in front of the team and in front of Coach Dunlap. And then once he left, we had a quote-unquote tryout period for me to come in and see if I could manage um, men's basketball over the summer and then sort of go from there. Uh, and then luckily... Uh, I guess I did a good enough job where the coaching staff wanted to keep me on, and I'm still here. And first year has been um, a lot different than what I've been working with before, but it's been such a great challenge to see what I can handle and work with these high-profile athletes, and it's been such a blast to see the growth of you know where we started in the end of May and then where we are now in the uh, in a postseason turn for the first time in a handful of years. So it's been it's been fun. Yeah, we're recording this right now in a. Tampa Bay, in the hotel in Tampa Bay, Florida, <laughs> as we get ready uh, for the next round in the CBI tournament. Um, but but what, what are some of the differences? You mentioned a little bit different than some of the other sports you handle. Uh, what are some of the differences between men's basketball and some of the other sports that you've done? Yeah, it's it's mainly just time mm-hmm. and then um, realizing that the, the athletes that we have are more than just an athlete, but it's an overall investment for the university. And we're not just trying to create the best basketball player that we can, but the best person and human being that we can. So making sure that we spend time with these guys, whether it's watching practice, um, you know, having sessions where we just come and chat in my office about nutrition or what have you, are are big investments that uh, I try to take more more hold on with these guys. And just the requirement and the expectation the coaching staff has is is not to say it's not the same as every other coaching staff, but it's just a little bit different, just because. Men's basketball is our number one priority sport, so um, making sure that I can provide what the players and what the coaching staff need for me to, to make sure the players are ready to play at their best every time we step on the court. And how do you manage that uh, that time with some of these players? I know that, see, sometimes you have players you know, texting you to work out at certain times of the yeah. night, or how do you manage that yourself and kind of keep yourself sane when you got to manage so many different players <laughs> yeah. at, at one time? Well, I mean, the, I mean, the first thing is, is that it's awesome if these guys do want to text me and communicate with me after yeah, hours to, to train and to talk about nutrition and what to eat, when to eat it. Um, but the first thing that I, I thought to myself in May was I wrote down that none of these guys are going to care what I know, how much I know, whether my programming is great until I show them that, that I care about them individually. So. Um, before we started the official summer training, we had a handful of guys that were that were on campus still in the beginning of May and just spending time with them and sitting down with them and saying, hey, I'm not trying to come in here and completely 180 your situation that you're used to, but I want to make sure I can provide something maybe different, a different approach and like, how, how can I help you rather than this is what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. It's how can I help you get to where you want to go? And then once those guys understood that I care about them as people, then that communication became easier. And then from then on, it was like, hey, I want to help you, but let's get a schedule going. Let's write stuff down. Everybody has an individual workout program that they can just take the card and go. Um, And then I just got to know that my workouts come second. And then what I've started to do to answer your question to manage my own time is like, hey, if I want to get a workout in, just come with me. (laughs) Just come on with me and let's do it together. And that way you can see what I do and how I do it, even though we might be different. But just come with me and let's do that. So we have guys, we have about four to six guys that will come with me when we, you know, go on the treadmill, we go to the, the, the hotel gym. If we go, if the, if we're lucky enough that the hotel is a sauna or a spa, we'll go do that together. And then that way we can have conversations about not just like quote unquote training, but just like lifestyle choices 
if you guys want to play overseas in the NBA or, or whatever. So, you know, usually my stuff comes second, but for me to kind of selfishly get my own stuff in there, I just say, hey, come, come with me, join me. Like, let's do this together so that way I can get what I want and then make sure they get what they need. So, yeah. And for you individually, you've been kind of throughout all of Southern California and your journey here to LMU, originally yeah. from Venice, and then yeah. you played baseball at Cal Poly, you moved around, bounced around to, to USC yeah. for a minute. Um, just what has it been like to kind of get a look at many different schools and programs in the LA sure. area and work your way to here to LMU? Yeah, I mean, this it's been it's been crazy. Um, I mean, working at USC is definitely the pinnacle of like having everything that you yeah. could want as a strength and conditioning coach. Like the facility is incredible. They have a refueling station for everybody. They have all the equipment. So that's that is that. Yeah. And then from there, going and starting the first strength and conditioning program at my alma mater at Cal Poly which was a tractor trailer that having my dad come with me to build the racks and, re- and revamp and refurbish the space um, and just kind of seeing that division two level at the very lowest division two as far as facilities is concerned and then you know going over to Boston to work with Mike Boyle who works with the the Red Sox and the and the Boston Bruins um, and just kind of seeing how other schools like Dominguez Hills, UCLA, um, those kind of schools how they do stuff and then being able to be privileged enough to get a job at LMU or my my family actually went to school um, and then trying to just create the best environment that I can at this school has been so fun and LMU is an amazing place to work so I'm very lucky to be here and it's I the biggest thing that I'm trying to do is make as much as LMU might not be quote-unquote big time it's making LMU as big time as we possibly can for ourselves because it doesn't really matter the label what school you're at like make wherever you are big time yeah no doubt about it and and what are some of the things that you work on with specific teams? Is there overlap? I know you work with women's basketball and some yeah. like tennis teams. Uh, in terms of the workouts, uh, what you do with different teams? Yeah, I mean, we, we have a blanket of stuff that we want to cover as far as a general athletic perspective and, and strength testing protocols to make sure our kids are progressing properly. But um, especially for, for men's basketball, so many of these guys have never trained before. All they do is play. All they do is they're in shoes all day playing high school, AAU, mm-hmm. different tournaments. So the I don't really know how much time they spend on their bodies besides just like, hey, I'm going to stretch a little bit after the game, before the game. So when we get these guys, um, I would say they're still aware of their body, but just based on their anatomy and how tall they are and what they've done prior to being here and how much they've played, I don't really real. I don't think they understand how much of their body they are unaware of. So making these guys more aware of their deficiencies from their ankle, their knee, and their hip, and then finding a way to train these guys and put them in situations to be successful early instead of just piling on crap, like a ton of weight, crazy different kinds of movements, just making things as simple as we possibly can um, for these guys. And then with other teams, like let's say for men's tennis, for example, where they are more... I'll just use the word proportionate. Like a lot of these yeah. guys are, you know, it's an individual sport, so they're a little more aware. They've had trainers before. They've had people sort of tell them what's what is what. So they're a little more, I guess, experienced from a training age perspective when they come to me and like, okay, I know how to squat. I know how to hip hinge. I know how to sort of jump properly. Um, whereas some of these basketball guys will come in and they just play. And they don't yeah. really understand, like, well, I don't know what hip hinging is. I don't know how to squat the right way. Like... And they're just, my knees always hurt, my hips are, so let's address that and find a way around that. So there's a little more, a little more thought that might go into training men's basketball just because of 
their prior or lack of training experience beforehand and just them being extremely locked up all the time and then A, being on their phone, <laughs> B, being in these super crazy tight shoes all day. Um, so there is definitely things that we want to accomplish um, generally for every team that I train, but there's little things we can sprinkle in that can sort of throw them a bone, if you will, to make it sort of basketball-esque specific, yeah. um, even though the only specificity really is just basketball itself, but throwing things in that and then relaying science and understanding of why we're doing so-and-so movement for basketball. So it just might take a little more time just because so many of these guys just want to play. Um, so that would be my biggest uh, the biggest comparison between some other teams. Just There might be a little more education and time that I need to put into helping these guys understand why we're doing what we're doing because they are with me so often yeah as well yeah no so. question and uh you obviously we briefly mentioned played uh you know d1 or, or played a you know at the division one level in college baseball uh what did it mean for you to do that and how did that kind of it prepare you for this moment as a trainer yeah i mean i think it speaks a lot when you have somebody who's training you in a division one setting to play at any level if, yeah. just to understand what athletics is in general at a, at a college level just because there's so many people that just think, okay, I'm just going to train this kid and then that's it. But a lot of people don't understand, and not just strength coaches, but just people in general that they have class, practice, study hall, they got to eat, they got to nap, and then they got to repeat it all over again. So trying to manage the stress for those guys is already hard within itself. But if you already have a prior understanding of what that takes when you were doing it, it, it there's a little more... Uh, I don't want to use the word street cred, but a little more like street cred when you're like, hey, I went through the same thing. Maybe it isn't exactly the same, but I totally understand what you're going through. And I want to make sure that I'm helping you manage the best that I can to make sure I'm getting the best. Because we selfishly want all of them to get the best out of the weight room that we can. Is that always the case? Absolutely not. So if we can sort of relay that we understand what they're going through and then put that into a workout plan and say, hey, I know you got a lot going on today, but let's try to get these two key performance indicators done today and it's not super stressful and then you can go and then they're yeah. like oh wow he really understands that I have study hall I have tutoring later and I have to get food before my 710 class so um, I think that sort of helps and those are things that you don't really learn in school like hey how do you help manage somebody's stress if they have class and all this we don't really go over that so um, if you go through it yourself it definitely it, it definitely helps kind of relay that information back to them so they know that you're just not throwing a bunch of crap at them. Yeah, and I know that we've obviously, you've been traveling with the team this mm -hmm. whole season. Yeah. Uh, it's something that if you're not in it, it's hard to really experience and know yeah. what it's like. But what, what has it been like with this team? I know you have a great relationship with pretty much everyone up and down the board, the managers, the players, the coaching staff, just uh, making those connections and being on the road so often. Yeah, I mean, this is my first go being on the road full time. With women's basketball, I was on the road whenever I could yeah um, so I was really ready for it, but I was like oh this is gonna be so great but I didn't realize what it actually was and like you said until I was really in it um, but this allows me to spend time with people and just you know get to know the coaching staff the players and then again like the managers do so much that people don't see yeah so if we can sort of like make them human beings like hey we're going to communicate have some fun with these guys and get to know them and it's like hey i'm not just some lackey for this person mm -hmm. um so i try to take as much time as i can to you know build relationships with everybody from coach dunlap all the way down to the manager um, and then i get to room with keith ellison who's our head of sports performance so that's always fun to just yeah. kind of pick his brain and see what he's thinking 
Um, and this is year twenty four, I think, for Keith. Or he's been over twenty years. For yeah. Oh, for, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. I think he's undergrad, uh, grad, and now he's he's been here forever. So it's yeah. kind of cool to talk to him and see where things were and where things are now. Um, and then just trying to manage, like, hey, how do I have downtime for myself? But how do I make sure that you know guys know I'm here if they need you know snacks, water, um, if they need to get a stretch. Um, so just like letting guys know that I'm not just here to just sit in the room and wait. Like I'm here to help out. Um, and that obviously takes time to learn because no one really told me, Hey, when you're on the road, you got to do doom, 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 doom. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, uh, I feel like something should be happening. Like, what should I be doing? And then, you know, just sort of figure it out from there. And, you know, it's been, it's been exhausting, but it's really fun to, you know, see a lot of new places. Like we got to go to Australia. Um, we got to go to Jamaica and now yeah. we're here in Tampa Bay. So, I mean, as much as it's uh, it's crazy getting on and off a plane pretty consistently, it's it's a lot of fun and it's something that I'll I'll remember for the rest of my life. So, yeah, and this has obviously been one of the the better seasons for the team yeah. in in school history, really. Which mm-hmm. is now twenty two wins as we're sitting here before this game against Southern Florida. Um, what have you seen from this team that's allowed them to make the jump from you know eleven wins last year to doubling their win total and now you know going deep into a postseason tournament? Yeah, I mean, I can't really speak too much on last year, just I wasn't really around enough to see it. But for me, as an outsider, it just seems like everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Um, Nobody seems to be, like, whether you're getting five minutes a game or 35 minutes a game, it seems like everybody is is here for each other, which has been really cool. Um, And then as as an outsider coach, seeing that, it, it really makes my job easier. I don't have to feel like I have to, you know coddle any relationships between players it's just like hey this if one guy gets subbed out it's like hey i want you to do really well and vice versa um and then the bench has been great i know coach dunlap's talked a lot about our bench activity this season so seeing guys get really excited for people is it's just something that you really want because you know as much as some guy might be doing well who's technically in your spot like it's cool to see guys like peter matias when they're flip-flopping substituting and they you know, have a great play or make a shot or get a big dunk, like they're all pumped for each other. So I would say for me, that's been probably part of some of their success, just the players being on the same page. And, and sometimes it seems like uh, it's a, it can be a player led team rather than a coach led team as much as coach Dunlap might need to kind of fire them up a little bit. Like there is a lot of internal motivation with these guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really cool to see. And, And we do a lot of competing in the weight room too, which is fun. So seeing guys compete over the smallest stuff, and me not really having to do much is is really awesome. So I would say that's part, partly part of their – besides the basketball stuff, I would say that's partly an ingredient of their success for this year so far. Yeah, and for the team on the court, do you have any favorite game or moment from the season that, that stands oh, out when you think about <laughs> – I know it feels like the season has gone on a honestly, very long time. But. Honestly, I would probably say the Boise State game was yeah. <laughs> awesome just because my whole family came to that game. Like my, my dad's family and my wife's family came to the game, so – Having them come and that be like their first game was really fun to see and yeah. and us being up and then down and then there's like four or five seconds left and James just down the court and scores like that was that was pretty incredible and then uh, I think right after that game like I chest bumped James so hard and, and I I think I kind of like tweaked the rib because the next day <laughs> I was pretty sore from that and I told him was like I you know he was just so hyped up on adrenaline that I you know I didn't mind but I know a couple guys have done that to me where like I give him a high five after a win and I'm. I'm like, oh my god! Like my hand is killing me. So, <laughs> I think those little things are fun. But I would say the Boise State game so far has been like pretty fun to be a part of. And even the the game against Gonzaga at home that we lost was really fun to be a part of. 
Um, yeah, the way they competed in that game. Totally. And that was just fun to watch those guys just go through the week super intense and then just competing at that level against the number. They were number one overall in the country at that point, right? Yeah. And just seeing them compete and then be ahead at one point and then, you know, so that I would say the Boise State game and then the Gonzaga game were my two favorite moments for sure. Well, it's got to be a testament to you and your work that, uh, <laughs> that you're getting hurt by your own players right. and their strength, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take the credit for that, but <laughs> I just put this stuff on the paper and these guys go out and they do it. Um, and just, I, I'm going to give credit to, to Keith Ellison and Chris Graham for, for collaborating with me since May about uh, making sure we strategize properly to get these guys strong, healthy, mobile, robust for the season. And then also giving some credit to the coaching staff for allowing me to uh, ask questions and be vulnerable in that sense since I only played one year of YMCA basketball um, and allowing me to just continue over the course of the season, ask questions, and then whatever they need from me um, to, to do the best that I could to give them what they wanted. And I know Coach Dunlap has challenged me a lot this, uh, this year on switching some things up um, in the weight room at times just to create a different environment based on the week um, and just accepting those challenges from him and, and communicating with him on what he wanted, when he wanted it, how he wanted it done was has been extremely fun, extremely challenging, and it's definitely made me a better strength coach so i'm super grateful for our sports med staff and for our, our uh, men's basketball staff for that and it seems like with that uh in getting challenged and trying to do new things that communication would be key for something like that so the, i would assume the communication on that end is very good yeah it's definitely um something that i've had to be better at because i'm so used to doing things one way and then having a new team learning the staff and how they want things to be communicated to um, so that's allowed me to sort of spearhead a lot of communication with them and make sure that as much as it might be assumed that we're doing lifts, you know, day one, day two, and day four, like just to make sure that I'm like, hey, are we good on X and Y plan for this week? Um, just check in because they're so concerned with just the basketball stuff. They don't want to concern themselves with the weight room too much. So yeah. if I can spearhead that and, and jump forward with that and make sure that they're aware of it, then it becomes completely you know, everything is open, there's no secrets, um, and that makes things helpful for me and it makes the weight room a successful place for our guys to be. And the coaches are great. They'll, they'll pop their head in and, and check in and see what's going on and it's it's just fun when they come in and guys are getting crazy when we're doing like, just the simplest stuff like a push-up competition or a jump rope competition or a sled push competition. So, um, and then he'll throw some stuff like, hey, throw in this this week. I'm like, great, no big deal. Like, I can make sure that that, that gets put in for the week and we can handle our key things for the week. And it's great. Like, it's it's a fun team to work with. Like, it's 12 characters. Yeah. Like, every, as much as they want the same team, everybody has an individual personality. And I catch myself laughing under my breath because sometimes these guys just say some stuff that I just, I, I got to be professional and I can't laugh, but, like, I can't help it sometimes. And, and I think for me, like allowing them to be themselves in the weight room and not making it so like it has to be this way only you can't talk you can't do this like i want to allow them to have fun in there because i want that in, i want the, the weight room to be a place where they want to come to mm -hmm. like i want them to come in there and if we can provide that then the battle has been won the war is not over yet but the battle has been one of them just wanting to be in there just because they do do so much stuff and sometimes they're extremely exhausted it's like hey i'm gonna put more stress on top of you today like do you want to be in here? And I would say 90% of the guys want to be in there all the time. And it's great. And the 10% is just like, 
you know, a test or whatever they got to yeah. study for. They're tired, like, but I would say I feel confident saying that everybody wants to be in there all the time. Yeah, so. and as I said, being on you with these road trips, uh, definitely that's very evident with a lot of the players. You see them, as you mentioned oh, earlier, you. going to, to <laughs> want to work out with you and getting those extra hours in the gym. Yeah. So that definitely happens a lot. Uh, Jordan, before we, we wrap this thing up, we mentioned we're here in Tampa for the semifinals and the, uh, the Roman College Basketball Invitational. Just getting to this point and seeing this team get this far in your first season, what has that been like for you and just kind of this ride of, the, of this year? Uh, and just this whole postings experience in general, what, what has that been like? I, I couldn't even have dreamt it. I was hoping I would be able to get through the season making sure nobody got hurt and everybody was healthy. Um, and for me, the wins and losses were definitely, or the wins were a bonus, but getting this far, like I'm so greedy now that like, if this is going to be my first year, this is how I want every single year to be. So um, this will definitely drive me to continue to work with these guys and push them harder as we go on. And it's been such a, crazy experience and like being able to meet you and 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 build a relationship with you has been super fun um and it's just been like the i mean we're, we're making history in this season and it's been crazy to be a part of i mean i guess i'm super fortunate and lucky to be a part of it um but it's definitely been amazing like i will f forever remember this season for the rest of my life so i'm pumped on it yeah, no, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a, a really fun season, and as I said, hopefully just the first of a building block yeah. of, of many more like it. Uh, Jordan has said, it. likewise, it's been great to, to get to know you on these road trips, yeah. and uh, as I said, hopefully <laughs> the season will, will keep going a little right. bit longer. Yeah. All right. So, awesome. Yeah, thanks for, for coming on of the show. Of course. Thank you. And a big thanks to Jordan Alcantar once again for coming on the LMU Basketball Podcast. As mentioned, LMU getting ready for a semifinal matchup with South Florida. If the Lions prevail, they'll advance to a best-out-of-three championship final against DePaul with each of those teams getting uh, at least one home game. Uh, one of the others will have two if that series were to go to three games. So be sure to follow along with LMULions.com and listen to my broadcast of the ball game coming up on Thursday night. Uh, LMULions.com slash listen for that broadcast of that ball game. But right now, that's going to bring us to the end of this week's show. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe. Uh, rate five stars and review. We've always had a lot of great ratings and reviews and always appreciate that. It helps us grow the show. So continue to do that. We're available. We're available. We're anywhere. Podcasts are available. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts where there are so many great podcasts available over there. With, of course, opening day in baseball getting going. We have a Dodgers Angels podcast you can check out along with many other shows. So be sure to do that. Also follow along with me on Twitter at Jesse underscore cast for any and all updates on the show and LMU Lions basketball. But once again, we thank Jordan Alcantar for joining us. We thank you for tuning in again. And we'll talk to you again next week here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.